good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 4-18-2016. Home again, Alex? Home again. Yay! <laughs> I yeah, don't want to... It, it's been a busy couple of weeks with the travel and other stuff while on the road. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I guess I could ask you what's new and exciting this week, but, yeah. So, what is new and exciting this week, Alex? <laughs> I got to see Alex. I got to talk with Alex and Ron. That was nice. awesome. Yeah, I, it's always good to see Jeannie, and um, thank you again for uh, helping, actually, with our panel. We had a, a kind of a big panel, actually, at... Um, uh, vape bash in Chicago, and uh, see who we have. We had uh, Will Cohen from Vapabet was on there. Um, uh, Grim Green was on the panel. Um, we had Amy Lane from Indiana, uh, who's working to put together a uh, a new industry association in Indiana. Um, we had. Tony Abood from VTA, the Vapor Technology Association. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Ron Ward was on there. Um, oh man, there was there was a lot. Um, <laughs> myself, Evan McMahon, and somebody sitting between. Uh, oh, uh, Jason Downing from Not Blowing Smoke okay. was also on there. So we had like. You know, Go ahead. I hope somebody filmed it. That's all. Um, there was, there was somebody. Show yeah, Chopin. That's Chopin from VP Live or from uh, Vape TV. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I think a couple of people were working the cell phones, um, and uh, it was it was a good uh, it was a good panel. Honestly, uh, very small room for what we should have had. Right. Um, I think in years past, it's kind of just been a casa kind of thing and um it it doesn't really get a whole lot of attendance but Mm -hmm. uh this year you know given the experiences over the past few events um we decided to kind of open it up to pretty much you know all the organizations that were you know if anybody was just kind of hanging out um we grabbed them (laughs) and said hey come be on the panel right um and uh funny thing was was one of the hotel employees walked by when we were standing there and um, and he said, well, you know, you guys couldn't have had a bigger room. And I said, well, that would have been good information an hour ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we were in there for a good two hours. Um, so, yeah, there were a lot of, a lot of good questions. And, um, again, thanks, Jeannie, for kind of helping to steer the conversation. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, people were, were, you know, you're in Illinois, so you're a neighbor. Your neighbor is Indiana. Um, there were lots of questions. There were some good questions, some good discussion about Indiana. Uh, honestly, that could have been its own kind of breakout session. Um, lots of people in Indiana are very concerned about what's going to happen come July 1st. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I had seen some kind of brief updates about the, a, one of the lawsuits today. I'm not going to get into it because that's not really my wheelhouse. But 
um, information is starting to come out about the lawsuits okay. uh, in terms of you know how things are going. So if you're curious, you can find it uh, definitely on the Facebook. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, it was a good event. I, it was a it was a good time. I, I like that place. Uh, hopefully, we'll go back <laughs> next year. Nice. In a bigger room uh, next year. Yeah, we'll definitely get a bigger room, and uh, and I, I like that that format. It's been working really well uh, with the past few events where you have basically representatives from you know the landscape of of, of different advocacy efforts. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So, gonna get right uh, down to it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess at the top of the list is our recent call to action that went out today. Um, and just to clear up some confusion in case anybody is still curious about how this works, um, this is the House Appropriations Committee that we're communicating with here. And um, the it's... Excuse me. It's one of those things where it's this is best for lawmakers to hear from their constituents. This is not something that we're opening up to the entire country. Um, so we have limited participation to people living in districts represented by somebody who is a member of the committee. Um, we've been getting lots of messages throughout the day, people trying to participate and they get a message saying that no recipients were found. Um, if that's the case, then that means that you don't have a representative on the appropriations committee um, okay. or your address is just weird. That has happened before. It's very, <laughs> very, very rare, but um, it has happened before. So, um, the, uh, hold on a second. Okay. Um, so, uh, what we are asking for, and I, I'm trying to talk about this without any spoilers here, but, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Simply put, we are asking for the committee to entertain an amendment to the appropriations bill that has language in it which would change the predicate date for newly deemed tobacco products. This is the same kind of language as last year. I say kinda because it's not the exact same language. There is mm -hmm. a lot more to it than just changing the predicate date. Right. But um, um, uh, it is uh, that is the main thing that we are looking for okay. um, is is the change uh, change the predicate date for vapor products to the date when the FDA deeming regulations uh, are finalized. Right. This makes sense. It's, it's a good start. It, it makes sense. It's, it's better than being left with the, what was it, 2007 predicate date? Yes. That would have been February, February 15th, 2007. And just to yes. kind of, and, and, and also, you know, part of the message that we're asking people to send 
is a very, very important point um, that this date change does not prevent the FDA from regulating these products. It just means that we have products that get to stay on the market and can act as a predicate for innovative, you know, changes to the products or, you know, people needing to go through the substantial equivalency pathway. The FDA still has the authority and the ability to regulate manufacturing standards, ingredients, and other uh, things that they might want to dip their grubby little hands into. So, you know, the way that our opponents are looking at this is that this weakens their authority uh, to regulate these products. But really what we're asking for is no different than what was afforded to cigarette companies when the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act was amended back in 2009. So those are just very important talking points because uh, I, I believe someone had posted, I can drop the link in your chat here, um, a letter from uh, 31 health groups urge Congress to reject appropriations proposals to weaken FDA oversight of e-cigarettes, comma, cigars. Uh, That from everybody's friends at the American Lung Association. Um, There's the link. Um, Gotta love them. Yeah. I know. I was being sarcastic. So, um, the the committee meets tomorrow. Um, I believe, according to this American Lung Association letter, uh, they're going to start working at ten thirty in the morning okay. uh, on this this bill. Um, so, hopefully, we get some news tomorrow uh, you know this is one of those huge kind of bills so i, I don't even know if it's going to be um if there's going to be enough hours in the day for them to get to this tomorrow so um uh, it'll be interesting to see what we get out of this committee hearing tomorrow uh but this week this is the big week this is this is happening so um yes. still encouraging people to send emails and make phone calls Yes. Um, we'll be sending out a reminder tomorrow with phone numbers so you don't have to look okay. stuff up. Nice. So that is at the federal level. Um, I guess I should probably follow up with the FAA bill as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this was an answer that I gave at the, the, the panel that we had. Right. Um, the uh, complicated answer, which is really the only answer, Uh, to kind of clear the air a little bit is that, um, so, you know, last week we had, um, uh, some posts that were saying, you know, this amendment is dead. Yay. Um, in reality, the, you know, what happened was debate on a, a particular amendment was closed. Okay. Blumenthal's FAA language was an amendment to that amendment, but the bill itself, HR 636, which is the FAA FAA Reauthorization Act, uh, which is a must pass kind of thing, uh, that bill is still 
going through the process of being amended amended there it's it's still an open target so it's not dead yet it's not dead yet nothing ever really dies until it gets signed into law um that's or i mean and let there are other rules of course that apply but generally it's just a good idea to say you know until it's out of whatever house and on whoever's desk waiting for a signature it's still kind of a target um that's that's just a general rule of thumb that's not accurate by any stretch of the imagination but just as a general rule of thumb that's kind of a good way to look at things um so so yes hr 636 is still open to being amended and blumenthal's language is still out in the world so uh, we, for a brief period of a couple hours, actually, while I was from the time that I left Newark to the time I landed in Chicago, um, the, uh, uh, our call to action was sort of on pause. And then once I landed, it was open back up again. So it's still active and we're still, you know, kind of mildly encouraging people to send an email and make a phone call to their, um, senators urging them to oppose this language. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, and one of the reasons why, you know, there's sort of a, there was a quick on and off with that engagement. And one of the reasons is that when you get word that, you know, things aren't moving or this bill is kind of, things are quieting down and a lot of people are convinced it's a bad idea. You sort of want to turn off the spigot if you can to not kind of further pester people. Um, it, you know, it's, it's one thing to generate a lot of uh, participation up front, but once you kind of got confirmation that people have uh, agreed with you, you know, you don't want to keep kind of coming up and bugging them. Uh, it's just, it's really just a matter of courtesy, I think. Um, so that's sort of the pressure to, to kind of call something resolved, if you will. Um, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's that. Uh, I believe, I believe that takes care of, uh, the two federal issues. Um, and since I was in Chicago, uh, there, it should, is appropriate that we have a little bit of an update for Illinois. Um, SB 3011, which is the tobacco 21 bill in Illinois, um, goes to the Senate floor this week. Um, I should probably send out a reminder about that, but um, from, uh, yeah, Uh, just the, uh, I I don't want to get into details. If you're in Illinois and you haven't taken action on it, please, by all means, send an email, make a phone call to your uh, Illinois senator uh, that is helpful. Uh, but I, I will say that uh, Vicky Vasconcelos, uh, a, mem- a member of our board of advisors and someone who has been very active in uh, standing up for access to these products for a while now, yes. um, has been working very hard on this issue. And it sounds like she has been doing a very good job. And okay. so um, lots of thanks to her. Um, also, Tony Abood um, from the Vapor Technology Association. He is actually a lobbyist in Illinois and has been working uh, very closely with lawmakers on this. So two very competent and experienced people um, working hard on that issue. And uh, 
I, I am hopeful for a good outcome on that bill. Awesome. <sighs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm forgetting something. I came home last night and I, I spent about 15 minutes on the vaporing and decided that I wanted to do not do any vapor anything for the rest of the night. So um, I may have uh, overlooked some things. Um, but uh, for now, those are the three really big issues. And again, just a special thanks for um, Vape Bash for having us out again. And um, I really enjoyed the weekend and got to meet a real, bunch of really great people. And, uh, and really looking forward to doing it again at the next one that those guys put on and uh -huh. in Chicago next year. Awesome. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I did cool. just remember. Sorry. Um, the Tobacco Harm Reduction Conference in Brooklyn is this week. Um, yes. that, that is April 21st. Uh, if you are in town, uh, it is at the Sheraton in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. um, like downtown Brooklyn. Um, I believe, well, you should just Google Sheraton in Brooklyn. And if you're in the area, you can find the closest subway stop really easy. Like all the subway stops are two or three blocks away from, uh, from the event. Uh, and, it, and it's, uh, it's pretty easy to get to. So if you're in the area or planning to travel to, uh, New York this week, uh, put it on your schedule. Um, you can find out about it. Just just Google THR Conference Brooklyn, and you'll find all yep. the information that you need. Julie Westner will be presenting. Uh, Brian Carter is coming as well. I can't remember if he's presenting or not. Um, so Julie, Brian, myself will be there. Um, awesome. uh, Dr. Michael Siegel is mm -hmm. also present. Um, Ricardo Pelosa, I believe, is also presenting. Um, Pelosa is on our, uh, Dr. Pelosa is on our, Board of Advisors. Yeah. So um, a good group of people with lots of good information, and I'm sure it will be absolutely worth your time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you go get caught up on Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's out yet. Uh, I, I don't have know. To get, I have to get caught up on the vaporing now. Oh, okay. Well, go relax. Enjoy your time at home. And thank you for everything you do for us, Alex. Yeah, thank you. Have a great night. Good night. See you next week, maybe. <laughs>